I always enjoy watching the video of the Dragon Ritual drummers. Anyway, hello and welcome, everybody. Sorry, I got caught up with watching the video there. Once again, thank you to Utu Witch Doctor for uh, being able to present his music and we're able to use it live on our uh, broadcast. So welcome to everybody. Boy, it's been a while since we've been able to go live and here we are. My goodness gracious, we've had some problems trying to get some guests um, on board. Our own, yes, our own scheduling and also oh. technical difficulties and stuff. So but we're here now and we're live and we have we have two very special people. We have Ken Allen and Mistress B, and uh, they have their own podcast show. And that's what we'd like to do today is to introduce our friends on their new podcast show, The Wizard's Table. So I want to say, welcome, Ken. Welcome back. How are you, my dear? I'm great. <laughs> and it's good to be back. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Okay. No problemo. And Mistress B, what a pleasure. Just got a chance to talk a little bit with you backstage. And I can't wait for your bio to be read and the things that we've so far talked about. So welcome, my dear. Thank you. It's an honor to be on and I'm so excited to be here. Oh, great. And of course, my co-host, Jean Jerome Baudry, the super bad bubble <laughs> 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 I know Anka's just rolling her eyes when she hears me say that. Anyway, welcome, Jean Jerome. And go I ahead. Enjoy everybody. Welcome. Very happy to have uh, Ken with us uh, back with us. He was one of our first guests in 2020 when we first launched Ancestralize, and very happy to have his uh, co-host, Mistress B, with us for the first time. And very interested to listen and hear a bit more about the Wizards Table, uh, this new podcast, mm -hmm. and what areas of uh, ideas you're going to be carrying through or subject matter, what you're going to be focusing on, how it fits within uh, the overall spiritual, mystic uh, area of, you know, discussion. So I want to read your bio again for those, you know, that uh, are seeing you for the first time but uh, may have forgotten. Our guest, uh, again, Ken Allen is a Miko chief of one of the Muscogee First Nations clan in Wakula County, Florida. Uh, he's an ordained Catholic priest of the Magdalene Church. He's been utilizing his gifts and ability to communicate with spirits since the age of 11. He sees the world and the use of different spiritual modalities through the lens of chaos magic. This form of magic ascribes to the fluid, non-dogmatic uh, principle of tapping into various spiritual and magical modalities as a situation requires without being beholden to any one spiritual belief system or construct. Uh, he's leverage, leveraging the years of study and practice sated, voodoo, voodoo, together with his Muscogee First Nations healing magic. Uh, in doing so, he serves his community in administering, administering guidance, counseling, and comfort through a whatever-it-takes attitude to get things done. His practice includes performing healing rituals, conjure ceremonies, even exorcisms. He's a dynamic force, and still in 2021, now with the wizard stable, even more dynamic, more out there. Um, uh, and uh, he has launched his new podcast, I mentioned the wizard stable in 2021, 
That's when it's, it's officially launched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his uh, next episode will be airing tomorrow, uh, Saturday, March 13th, with his uh, special guest, Patty Negri, on the RU Media Network. And now I have the honor of introducing uh, Mistress B. Uh, Mistress B was born and raised in Washington State with two loving parents and two wonderful and, r- and ridiculous brothers. She received a Bachelor's of Science in Forensic Anthropology. Now, that's something worthy of taking note of. Uh, in 2007... Real live Dr. Bones. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. exactly. Uh, in 2000, from Central Washington University and relocated to Florida in 2018. Uh, B comes from a Christian background and did not start delving into her craft until the early her early 20s. Uh, she has always had incredible intuition and empathic abilities and channels that with tarot and candle magic. While she is a relatively new practitioner at her tender age of 26, I'll add the tender age, uh, <laughs> she is full of curiosity and a fire to learn more. And something else we learned, she's a very, very gifted graphic artist because uh, the wizard will show later the wizard's table logo. I was impressed mm-hmm. and I was wondering who had designed it and i was very impressed when uh ken and and, uh, mrs b told me that it was her so congratulations thank you yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful when she showed it to me i was blown away i was like uh hell yeah do that (laughs) do that yeah yeah and like that's your job that's her job now so (laughs) i love creating graphics just i was very impressed Thank you. I love watching Ken's reaction. He'll, he'll send me one of two things. If he doesn't like it, but he wants to be supportive, he'll go, yeah, that's good. And if he loves it, he'll type out, excellent. Yeah, I put X <laughs> slash Alent. You know, Teresa, you know, you know, X. I know. <laughs> I, I've seen that. I've seen those expressions for sure. So um, I just wanted to uh, say welcome once again to Mistress B. But Mistress B, I wanted to talk a little bit about you just so that everybody gets a chance to sort of get to know you just like I'm getting to know you. OK, so. I'm excited about the whole science background that you have in forensic sciences. Anthropology. So anthropology. So you are like a real live Dr. Bones. Is that correct? You can do stuff like that. So, okay. So take us through what was it? What was your motivation to, you know, to take this upon yourself and get into it all into this field? Honestly, I've always been interested in things that are a challenge. And I think forensics is such a challenge because you don't know what happened. And the only people that know what happened are dead and not going to talk about it. So it it always (laughs) excited me. And I've always been a little bit on the macabre side. And um, so Bones was actually a show that I used to watch with my Nana, who I'm really close with. We would watch season after season. And I decided one day... I want to do that. I think I can do it and I could help people and it will suit all of my needs. You know, it'll be a challenge every time I'll be able to use and learn so much and be able to help people. So I went to school for it and I absolutely adored it. It was so much fun. At one point, one of my professors handed my partner and I a kitty litter box with human remains in it. And she just goes, here you go, figure it out. And there was five bones in there. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Oh, 
And, and I, I gather you did figure it out. We did, yeah. She awesome. gave us the most challenging one, but it was so much fun to, to just take whatever we learned and realize that there was so much more that we had to learn, and it was a blast. No kidding. And, and being able to utilize your education in, in that kind of investigative field, good for you. And and also because you are also a natural intuitive, um, did you find that that sort of helped in any of your you know cases? I, I assume you actually did some actual work with police and being able to uh, utilize the skill that you or the skills that you were taught. Unfortunately, I didn't do any police investigation. Um, most of ours was done in a scientific setting. We did excavate a horse once, which was hilarious. But um, I, I found that my intuitive side did kind of come into play because it's like you can you can hear and feel the spirit of that person. And so even when in that in that instance, she gave us that case specifically because some of the bone markers for the gender were off. Certain things would point to female, certain things would point to male. And so it was really hard to distinguish. But I knew, I knew, I was like, no, this is a man. This is a man. And so we had to find the science to back that up. And so it was really cool oh, no. to watch my intuition be proven through oh, no. the things that I was learning. Nice. Good for you. Good for you. See, I always thought that that's, um, that's something that would be really obviously very, um, it'd be almost a no brainer if you're going to get into that field is to utilize your intuition. I mean, as much as I loved watching the TV program bones, right. I, I always found she was so dry. It was sort of, I mean, that, I guess that was the whole point. Right. But I always thought if you kind of had her utilize her intuitives, right. It probably, I don't know, in my, uh, in my opinion, it would have uh, made the show a lot better, but here we are, Mistress B, working working the magic through the bones, so to speak. <laughs> awesome. Good for you. So, so tell me, how was it that you got into, well, obviously into the occult, but also is this a spiritual practice for you too? You know, doing what you do, you're in, you, utilizing your intuition and whatever. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, as my bio said, I was raised in a Christian background and about mm -hmm. age 12 or 13, something just didn't sit right. And I have this intense love of knowledge and I've always been an anthropologist at heart. I want to understand why people do the things they do. And I think other mm -hmm. people in other cultures are so beautiful, even if it's something that I don't personally agree with, I want to find out why they're doing it and what the reasoning is. And so that mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. led me to researching other religions and other ways of working. And of course, around 12 or 13, the occult is something that starts to pop up because, you know, you mm -hmm. go to a slumber party and everybody wants to play light as a feather, stiff as a board and that sort of thing. And um, so I started to research into it and then I got my first set of tarot cards and I did a reading for myself and it was incredibly deep and accurate. And afterwards I feel this sort of like raw, it feels like somebody took steel wool and kind of scrubbed my insides. And that's how I know I've had a real good reading because it just, it leaves my soul tired. And the first time I did a mm -hmm. reading for somebody else, she absolutely started bawling. And it was this beautiful moment of healing and honesty. And ever since then, I've been hooked and I've been delving into more and more. 
as I feel called to it. And that's kind of how I came across candle magic. You know, I've loved candles forever. What girl doesn't? But I want to be able to take something that I love on one hand and something that I love on the other hand and put them together and make them even better. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Good for yeah. you. Good for you for taking that initiative, you know, and, and going forward, especially, you know, coming from a Christian background. But I think a lot of us, you know, have or most of us have. Right. Some obviously mm. don't. But still, I mean, I think, you know, being able to to look at that and with your intuition, um, but your natural inquisitiveness to being able to be open to other cultures, other belief systems. Kudos to you. I think Thank that's you. awesome. Anyway, sorry, we're getting so absorbed with Mistress B, but Ken, Ken, my bro, Ken. Yeah, this what, so <laughs> tell us a little bit about what's new with you and how the Wizard's Table came uh, about. So, yeah, the Wizard's Table has been really taking up a lot of my time, and it's taking up a lot of Mistress's B, Mistress B's time more so than mine because <laughs> she's the one who's really on top of the technical Let's aspects of it. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't mm -hmm. for her, you know, thank God she came around uh, to help me with this. Uh, but yeah, it, I don't know. It just hit me. The name hit me first. It's like the wizard's table, you know. <laughs> it's so you. It, yeah. It's, it's like, you know, I, 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 I look for that. I, that I look for that <laughs> Optimus Prime voice, you know, the wizard's table. What? That's what <laughs> that's what came to me. And I'm like, well, the wizard's table. Okay. Podcast. A table, a, a, a table of discussion to talk about things. Da 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 da. Let's uh -huh. do it. And um, yeah, yeah. What, we uh, we want to talk about everything, everything paranormal, everything occult, uh, demonology, demonolatry, demonolatry, um, <laughs> sorcery, sex with demons, sex with you know. And uh, spirits, whatever it doesn't matter. Okay, I don't know. All right, that literally... and, <laughs> and paranormal shows and oh, paranormal yeah. shows. Absolutely, we were actually we, talking about that. We're even uh, we're we're talking about. We, I I I got a friend who's a, a, a cryptozoologist. We're going to have him come on also. So nice, um, yeah, nice. Oh yes, table. here's the logo. I love that. B, what does it say? Be, be afraid. afraid. Be very afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, that's so you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs> I love it. That is a really nice logo. Good job. Thank Good you. job. Dude. Awesome. Yeah, job, that's actually. what we want to do, though. You know, very we want to we want to bring a lot of these things, dark things into the light you know uh, talk about these things you know, nobody else is really talking about it no exactly and i think that's the thing you know like people get so caught up with you know looking at darker things and uh you know we've had these private conversations mm -hmm. um looking at the darker side of uh you know the occult and and other practices and everything and and just kind of like bringing it like you said to the light you know because really that's what we have to do. I mean, that's what your show is all about, isn't it, Ken? Yeah. Yes, it is. Absolutely. It, it's think... about the darker aspects of spirituality oh, sure. and magic and, and, and the craft, whatever you want to call it, uh, warlocks, witches, wizards, sorcerers, 
medicine men even. Uh, there are black medicine men on the Navajo reservation who practice black magic and they're real. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I think it's so important because so many of us who got into the craft um, came from a religious background of some sort, or even just the common stereotype that witches are bad. You know, they didn't do the Salem witch trials for no reason. And so I think that once you start to learn about something and you realize, okay, it's not as bad as it seems or as bad as everybody says it is, then that's how a lot of people get into the craft. And I think we need to take that one step farther and talk about the darker side of things and realize it's not that bad either. Absolutely. Good for you. And and I'm sorry, I'm ignoring everybody who's tuning in and, and their comments and that, but there's Sean. Hello, Sean. Everyone looks Sean. wonderful tonight. And you know, Sean, kind of, you know, we kind of owe Sean a lot, um, you know, all four of us. Um, yes, thanks absolutely. for being on his show originally. That kind of prompted all of this. And uh, we have a comment here from Sarah. Sorry, Jean-Jerome, I missed it. Um, hi, Ken, Alan. Reebok, Reebok is here. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Hey, Reebok. <laughs> <laughs> These are your friends that are tuning in, which is awesome. This is yeah. great. Good, good, good. So um, tell me about some of the guests that you're thinking of bringing on, Ken. I know we okay. were talking. Yeah. Uh, well, we, uh, uh, are, we're having, okay, well, tomorrow night at 6 p.m. on RU Media Network, we are having Patty Negri, uh, the psychic medium from Ghost Adventures. Her and Zach work hand in hand quite a bit. She's done a lot. This lady has done a lot. Uh, she's full of powerful mm -hmm. energy. She, she, she's an amazing person. There she is. Patty Negri, right. white witch, good witch, uh, medium, all those good things. She's um, also an actress and a book yes. author. Yeah. Oh, good. So this is tomorrow, right? At 6 p.m. Oh, I got to turn in, got to tune yeah. into. And this is RU Network. This is the same RU, network that uh, yeah. Sean. RU Media, RU Media Network. Yeah, the same one Sean, Sean Gilmore uh, with our Paranormal Podcast is on RU Media. Yep. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. With uh, Sean and Brian Mercer. Brian Mercer, yeah. Our, our, what's their show called again? Our Paranormal Podcast. Our, Rock. our, par our. our Paranormal Podcast, yeah. And they're Thank so you. fun. They're both awesome, awesome people. Absolutely. I know. I know. I think very highly of both of them in that. I, oh, I love um, them. Come here. Come here. I, I, want, I want you guys to meet somebody real quick, okay? Come here. Okay. <laughs> this is Kevin Story, my husband. Hey, Teresa. Kevin. Hey. Hi, Teresa. Kevin. John Jerome. Hi, John Jerome. How are Everybody, you, sir? How are you? Good and yourself? Hi, B. Love I love you, baby girl. Hi, Pappy. <laughs> How are you, Kevin? Are are you doing well? Are you feeling better? I am feeling better. Thank you so much. Awesome. Good. 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 Because uh, I know that uh, there's been some health issues with you, and uh, you look awesome. You look like Thank you've recovered. Thank you. All Thank you. Well. I am doing well. Hold on. We got another little one down here that wants to pop in and say hello. Can you say hi there? Look, there's B. Jackson. Hi, there's B. There's B. There's B. Hi, Jackson. Jackson. Where is he? I can't see him. See him. Where is Where? the little boy? Oh, hold on. Oh, <laughs> there he is. There he is. There he is. Oh, my goodness. Look how beautiful his hair is. Oh, my God. Look oh, how yeah. lovely. 
He let me braid it. It's like my crowning achievement. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, good yeah. for you. It's still for you to do that. Good. <laughs> well, we will let you guys get back to it. Y'all have a blessed night. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you were able Take to care. pop in. Thanks. Hold on one second. I have to plug in my uh, battery pack, folks. Keep um, Go ahead, John Jerome. I'm sorry. I'm taking all of uh, the questioning here. Go ahead. Feel free to jump in. Yeah, we were just uh, talking about, uh, as well, our, our paranormal podcast. So I just thought I would let people, Sean Gilmore. There they are. There they are. Yeah, Sean and Brian are awesome. They really are. Yeah. Um, they're they're great people. Yeah. Absolutely. Their show is, their show and they've got a couple. Of, they've got a couple of interesting things coming up on their show too. <laughs> I think they've got some. Uh, it's um, some sort of contest that you actually uh, get to do. Um, be part of their investigation that they've done just recently, and you're able to view the actual clips that they had filmed at the investigation mm -hmm. and you can sort of you know if you see something spot it write down the time and whatever and send it off to them and give them your impressions and they will actually take that because i think they're forming a documentary too or something like that i don't That's know so but cool. tonic yeah. Let us know if, if I'm saying that correctly well, I or not. Do, I, I do want to publicly thank Sean Gilmore for this wonderful, his old microphone. Beautiful mic. His podcast. Yeah. Mic. I had him sign it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cute. That's cute. That's really so, cute. But yeah. yeah. We, uh, so Patty Negri, um, a cryptozoologist. Uh, mm -hmm. We are thinking about getting a, uh, Zarina Crow, uh, I mean, uh, uh, what the hell's her name? Zarina LaVey, uh, Anton LaVey's daughter. Okay, he's got three children. Um, last right. I heard, she was head of the Temple of Set, which is kind of like an offshoot of the uh, Satanic Church or whatever. But hell yeah, we want her on. I don't care who she worships or whatever. What's her, what, what is her name? Um, Zarina LaVey. Anton LaVey's daughter. Right, right. We talked briefly about that backstage. Right. Okay. So you're gonna get her. You're gonna try to get her on the show. We're gonna try also. to get her on. Yeah. I mean, we got we, Good. Have, we, we got we got Patty Negri. So why not? Hey, you no, know? for sure. And yeah. and again, Patty Negri is uh, the medium that comes on board for uh, the show Ghost Adventures. If yes. anybody's unfamiliar, Ghost Adventures is really, I think they're going, are, how many years have they, about 20 yeah, years? It's on its 23rd season, I 23rd think. 23rd season, yeah. Wow. Exactly. It's Zach and his team and his buddy um, Aaron that uh, um, they do their paranormal investigations and they go to some pretty amazing places and everything, but... I have to giggle and I have to laugh and I know me and Ken giggle and laugh privately about let's face it. Come on. You're going into your 23rd year and you guys are still screaming like little girls when <laughs> some, something goes bump in the night in an investigation you're at. I mean, I guess yeah. that's what makes the show kind of humorous. 
Yeah, but you know, you would think gain some gain some immunity or something to that to that spirit <laughs> energy or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> In their defense, I would scream like a little girl too. Doesn't matter how long I do it, I would scream like a little girl too. I told Sean and Brian if they ever take me investigating, one of them has to hold my hands at all times. <laughs> well, you know what I told Sean and Brian. If I ever go investigating with them, I'm doing a solo run <laughs> naked. <laughs> and I'm serious. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if we go see Sean, remember yeah. we said we we're going to do this whole event of, you know, poor Sean doesn't even know that we're going to do this. Uh -huh. <laughs> we're all just going to descend on him, right? Yeah. Um, what was it Melvin said, oh, okay, it's 25, 25 seasons. seasons. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So okay. wow. 25 seasons and you'd think they would stop screaming when they hear a, uh, <laughs> you know, something or rather go in the background or whatever you know and i mean from what you had um spoken to your guest um she said they're all authentic everything's authentic right hattie said oh, yeah. that it's all authentic and she said yeah, that yeah. she doesn't know where they're where where she where they're taking her anything she doesn't know anything they she's blindfolded she doesn't know anything even when she gets there she doesn't know they walk yeah, her right. in and then she just does her thing right. she swears she's, to it she swears she to that, it. Uh, their energy level is always really high i think because they have so much passion for what they do even doing it this long Absolutely. that they're Absolutely. already excited and on edge and so i think that some of their reactions are less of being scared necessarily and more of like oh my god we got to go figure out what that was <laughs> No, and true, true enough. No, very true. That absolutely. I mean, you could see, you could tell if you watch. I watch their show. I enjoy it because I still mm -hmm. get a giggle out of them, right? But it's yeah. it's true. You could tell the passion behind what they do. You know, um, when I remember the one episode, the one that really impressed me was when he went to see um, uh, Annabelle the doll, the haunted doll. Oh, yeah. Oh my yeah, God! It was, I brought, it was brought to him by Tony Spira, Tony Spira or Sapira. I can't remember his last name exactly, but Tony is the one. Okay, Tony is um, Lorraine Warren's son-in-law. Okay? That's right. He's the one he who owned, inherited the museum. Yeah, he, he yeah the museum and the doll, and he keeps it in a lockbox, and he only puts on gloves before he takes it out. And he brought it mm -hmm. to the museum and Zach just kind of boop with no <laughs> gloves. And it actually got, Tony was pissed off about it. Yeah. yeah. He took the, he took the ball out of there. Yeah. He, he pushed the envelope on that one, but yeah. um, poor, poor Jean Jerome is sitting there going, what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> This is the other side of me, Jean-Jerome, that you don't know. Actually, you know what? Jean-Jerome actually came to one of my uh, paranormal investigations. Really? Uh, yeah, two, three years ago or something like that, Jean-Jerome. We went to That's see right. um, a haunted. Uh, it's actually a uh, Milton Heritage Park, and they have all um, these are, you know, heritage homes that have been brought to this property and each and every one of them actually have spirits attached to them. And two of the places are very highly haunted and have actually affected people who have come. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. anyway, 
John Jerome was there that one night. And of course, none of the spirits touched him. (laughs) (laughs) Sean, Sean, you just flashed something Sean was saying. So that made me mad when Zach touched the doll. So disrespectful. Yeah, I didn't like like that either. I didn't appreciate that either. But, you know, that was kind of like that. That was sort of his Hollywood moment. Right. I mean, that's part of the the show, I guess, you know, even though, of course, I agree. Um, Yeah. You got to push the envelope. Yeah. No, no. (laughs) I want to investigate with Jean-Jerome Baudry. You know, Sean, he's he's the loose cannon, actually. I remember we were. Well, at that investigation, I'm like looking around going, where the hell is Jean Jerome, right? Because I feel like I was responsible for him, okay? I'm like, you know, he's my padrino. Where the hell? Oh, my God, he's in the farthest part of the barn. I'm like, Jean Jerome, be careful. There's there's all sorts of dangerous farm, farm uh, whatchamacallit, you know, co- uh, Tools equipment. And Tools. Yeah, and- yeah. And uh, there he is. He's off in the corner, right? And I'm going, oh, my God. I had to go rescue him, okay? (laughs) So he's voted most likely to be taken over by a spirit and also most likely to trip over random objects. That's just your bag when you go along. No, you know what? No, Jean Jerome. No, he won't be overtaken by spirit. No, Jean Jerome won't be overtaken by spirit. Because of the ceremonies that Babalao has and all that, he can't be taken over. That's no. right. Amen. But he'll contrary, be the one that will walk into a, will, a spirit, when we, when a babalao, One of the reasons why a babalao and anything like that is is 50-50 is because when a babalao comes in, because the initiation we have, most spirits will, will withdraw. Yep. Yeah. Oh. They sure will, baby. Right? Of the initiations we had, like, they see us as a spirit. That's uh-huh. incredible. Awesome. So, well, I apologize if I offended, but that's, I think that's well, one well, of the. It's not a problem. No, no, I'm just, but that's one of the reasons why, like, for instance, that's why Babalaos would typically not uh, engage in certain functions. Like, and that's one of the reasons why we look at the, the whole phenomenon of investigations very differently. There's, there's always an interest to see, you know, from a scientific side or own career to see if the science or the investigator can actually pick up on the phenomenon. But we, mm-hmm. we because of the, the, the divining system of Ifa, we know what's there. We typically know how to address it. And we typically, if we engage something like that, is to correct it, to bring balance or peace mm-hmm. back to it, or to clear it, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Like that, that the thing for us, it's not so much as just to, to observe, but many times when we're called in, it's because we have to clear it. And a lot That's of right. my godchildren, clients and all that know that when it's something serious, like, and we really need to remove it, that's when that will ask me to come in and, and I divine to see what Ifa says, to see what the nature of the, of the situation is, and then to address it, right? Mm-hmm. No, so we're, we're the type of person, if, if, if a business is trying to, to you know, leverage the attention and the tourist value of being haunted and everything else, you don't want to bring too many babalaos. <laughs> <laughs> won't be haunted for very long. <laughs> because it won't be haunted for very long. The, the spirit either will engage or the spirits will basically back off, right? Right. That's so awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah. And but I was laughing because, like I said, he would be the one who'd walk into the rake, and the rake would just go bang, hit him in the head, and he would still be walking right and go right past and sort of like take the rake, woof, throw it off to the side, and off he goes right. <laughs> and, and it's interesting because he went to the place where there was someone who was on that investigation who had a tendency to go under. Okay. And I found it was interesting. He was going in the same direction as this person and he never met this person before. So when I saw, like, I, I thought, okay, I knew where that person was, but I thought, okay, so where's Jean Jerome. And then when I found him in that same area, I thought, Oh, well then that's a good thing. Then I don't have to worry about, you know, trying to save that person. Like Jean Jerome kind of instinctively went there and was around that person. Right. So that if the spirits were coming, and they're in that particular area, in that barn, previously on a different investigation, because we had returned to this place, um, there was problem, okay? There was a problem in that area, okay? So I thought it was interesting, Jean Jerome just kind of beelined towards, naturally towards where this person who had issues with spirits, right, easily mm -hmm. overtake. And so, you know, it was a good thing that John Jerome was there. Did oh, you do a before meditation, Jean Jerome? Sorry? You did, didn't you? I didn't hear the question. Did sorry. you do an investigation? I mean, sorry, did you do a divination before you came to that investigation I that I had invited I you on? I have to. I have to. Before I go to anything like that, I have to, right? Because I'm going there. Right. I mean, right. I'm going there to support and, you. I'm going there, you know, to, to look at the process and. And you know the the idea the 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 point of this investigation was that the ladies uh, Teresa and her her colleagues had were doing these investigations to to help people develop their mediumship, to help them to understand how to do so in a safe fashion, to help them to understand how to be respectful of the environment of the place, of you know, mm -hmm. and un, also to to be able to compare what each individual would feel and so forth. So in a case like that, you know, I'm, I'm there to support Teresa and I'm like, like uh, the bodyguard in a sense, if something goes wrong more globally. Right. But I yeah. can't intervene. Absolutely. Like it's not my place to intervene. That's why I go to a side because if I, if I'm too close, typically spirits will, will back, will back off. Right. Because it, mm -hmm. it's, it's one of those things, but it's not me. It's not because it's Jean Jerome, and it, it's just because of the initiations Baba Laos had. Okay, right. I've, right. I've amended my paranormal investigation plan. I'm going anywhere you are. We're going to stick together, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure. Don't worry. I got your back. So, I wanted to, uh, before I forget, before I forget, I wanted yes. to mention that. Um, okay, first of all, the Wizards Table right now, it's airing only every other Saturday. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So every single Saturday, we wanted right. to start down here instead of way up here. All right. Um, also, our next guest after Patty Negri is going to be a very powerful hoodoo practitioner by the name of Carolina Dean. Carolina. I know Carolina from a, a Facebook group that I'm on. That's Excellent. Right. Uh, probably with uh, Denise Alvarado. That's right. Yeah, I got him coming. That's on. right. Yeah, I'm excited about that one. Nice, nice. So, yeah. yes, and he's I'm good. Very, he's really good. He's, he's very, he's the real deal and authentic. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. I'm Excellent. really excited. Good for you. Yeah. And so what I'm other guests? I'm hoping that. Uh... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Mr. Steve. I'm hoping that we'll break our streak of every time we're on a podcast. It happens when we're on other people's podcasts as well. It's happened here that we can get through a podcast without mentioning ghost sex. So I'm waiting for that day to happen. <laughs> no, I will bring that crap up. I, no, I will bring that shit up every damn time I get a chance. What? What? Say it again. I missed it. What? Every <laughs> single podcast we're on, somehow, some way, ghost sex gets brought up. And I don't know why, but I'm hoping that we're going to break that streak some point. <laughs> okay. Well, but you've okay. opened up Pandora's box. So. Can you so for people tuning Go ahead. in? For people tuning in, what is your definition of that? In other words, how do you define it? What is the phenomenon you've either you know been pervy to or uh, investigated? Uh -huh. or mm -hmm. Like, what, uh -huh. give us a little bit because I I, as, as crazy as that as that sounds, yeah. that topic does it's come out. valid. It One is a real thing. I've had in my, in my 10 years of being a priest, I've had exactly five situations that were real and where the, yeah. the embos and the, and the offerings that to clear that were not a piece of cake. Yeah. So, no, that, that's so some real I'm stuff. curious to see your perspective. I, it's I, a real thing. It for us? You asking me or her or both of them? Both of you. Both of you. Whichever wants to take the question. Go ahead. Well, I'm not going to comment on <clears throat> my personal experience with that all right i'm just not comfortable right now talking about that mm -hmm. uh if that's okay i mean if you really want me to i'll go there baby <laughs> no, no, no 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 just, just talk, talk about it in general or whatever um, you want to you know go into personal things if you don't want yeah. to yeah. no yeah of course it, it's absolutely it's real there's whole ceremonies uh out there uh set around uh evoking and invoking uh spirits solely for the purpose of having uh, sex absolutely for having sex. In fact, Patty calls it a uh, spectrophilia, <laughs> but which I kind of like it. I love that. But yeah, there's Who whole that? Patty Negri. She calls it spectrophilia. Oh. Okay, okay. Yeah, we talked about it. We, we we talked about it with her too. <laughs> I think that uh, a lot of it gets kind of, again, this really bad rap of like, oh, you know, you're having sex with a demon, but you can do it with formerly human entities as well. Um, there's a lot of, some of them real, some of them questionable accounts of people who have had loved ones visit them or stuff like that. It doesn't have to be some sort of incubus, succubus, god no, absolutely. thing. No, not you're always. Right. You're I mean, right. there are there are ceremonies set up to uh, e evoke an incubus or a succubus, you know. Uh, but yeah, you can do it with uh, human spirits as well, absolutely. And it has been done, and it's still I'm, done I'm, to this I'm, day. I'm, it's been around I'm for thousands of years. I'm laughing because when they come to me as a babalao, they don't tell me that they're when I consult, and, and there those those phenomena do exist. Again, they do. They're not every case. In some cases, there are there, there are other issues at hand. There could be mental illness, uh, some schizophrenia, or, or other other things at, at at work. But in some cases, there are. And I'm telling you, getting rid of some of those type of, of things is not a piece of cake. So no, I'm, because I'm I know a girl. Right now that people are actually trying to invoke it. Now that's <laughs> interesting. 
I know a girl, well, I don't know her, know her, but there is a girl in Panama City, which is about what an hour and a half from me, B? Two. Two hours from mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Um, and uh she's probably 19 years old, and she has intercourse with uh, uh an incubus on a regular basis, and she loves it. Loves it. Well, but you're right, her. John Jerome. They're extremely yeah. difficult, extremely difficult to get rid of. Absolutely. Because think about what there's the, the intimacy of that, the connection of that. It's to the powerful. other side. Yeah. As well. in, in, in that way, in that way. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Sean, uh, Sean I really your question. <laughs> what did, what is Sean saying? Um, I, yeah, saw I saw a video. With a, go ahead, Sean Jerome. I saw a video with a priest explaining ghosts. He said ghosts are human spirits who need help getting out of purgatory can only be helped by prayer. Everything else are pretty much demons. What is everyone's thought on this? I don't think I don't think everything else is demons. Yeah, uh, there there is that belief of uh, uh, human spirits being in purgatory. Um, obviously, Catholicism and Eastern Orthodox believe in that heavily. Um, and, uh, prayers, uh, saying the rosary for the, the dead in purgatory does help them get out, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, no, I, I don't agree with that at all. Uh, I think that there's human spirits everywhere. It's not all demonic. That's ridiculous. Absolutely. Absolutely. The way I kind of think about it is in terms of energy in that every person has this powerful energy and sometimes little bits of it get left behind. Like um, personally, my, my grandmother wore a very strong perfume and I love the smell of it. So you could always tell which rooms that she walked through and certain actions, certain things that happen to you in life are a lot stronger, just like dumping out a bottle in a room. And I feel like sometimes that's when you get this paranormal activity is it's that echo that's still stained in the carpet and you're just kind of smelling the perfume potentially, you know, light years later. Mm-hmm. Could be. I know. Um, I know. An I know. I know people then. that's married deities. You know, I know people that's that's married Odin. You know, um, uh, and, and what's her name? Yaya has said that the spirits will get jealous and ruin a real relationship. Absolutely, they will. Damn right, they will. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure, they don't want to stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oops. That that happens a lot. Wait. This is a Catholic belief that everyone else is. Yes, exactly. No, exactly. And I was going to say that sounds like a very um, Christian um, outlook. So, and so you know. from from a Yoruba perspective and a West African perspective, uh, there's a couple of things, right? Usually the whole Christian paradigm sort of goes out the window. <laughs> okay, first, first mm -hmm. and foremost. Number one, if I doesn't believe in purgatory. There's no, we don't have something like purgatory uh, in terms of the West African belief. We don't have anything else like uh, also hell, like the, the concept of hell. There are different dimensions, different spiritual realms, what we call ecole uh, orum, and different aspects of the spirit world, different what we call in maybe Western different dimensions and everything else. In terms of the spirits, not every spirit is, um, again, a malefic spirit or, or non-human spirit. The phenomenon, we have situations where uh, real people having real situations where 
um, they are having, they're describing intimacy and all that with their spiritual husband, which is part of their eggman, because it is believed that before we come to earth, we all belong to a clan or group of spirits that may have both human and non-human elements in them, almost like a tribe. And when we come to earth, sometimes we, when we leave Ikuleoro, we basically make a pact with our eggman to say that we are coming down to earth you know, we've chosen a destiny for uh, a yanmo to to choose to uh, and and to to live out an experience to learn something in this realm and that will be back at a certain time peace and under certain situations in the same way that we as living beings you know have families we have some of partners husbands wives and children so forth. so do we in, in the spirit world that's why for the Yoruba and for many of West Africans, this world is just the marketplace, right? This is a place where you come right. basically to learn, to acquire, to exchange, but your, your stay here is very impermanent. Mm -hmm. And then when you go back, that's really, you're back into your real home. So sometimes a person, because of X, Y, Z, when they come into this world, we forget, many people forget what they chose in heaven. They forget their akunleya, they forget their ayamu, they forget, uh, you know, all they have is maybe vague memories, feelings, sensations, but they don't have the full picture. And they live out their lives, they, they, they find love, they find situation, but they sometimes run into problems that they can't explain. So many times that can be explained through egbe. That's one example. Another example are spirits that we, they have different names, they can call it, um, Alu uh, Janu, uh, which would be almost like a jinn. You have uh, other spirits that are non-human, non-jinn, but they represent a very ancient, very old class of spirit. That it could be anything from an Ewin uh, to to many other sort of classifications. And in some cases, depending on the witchcraft and everything else, that th those spirits can have a uh, give the impression of uh, basically having uh, sexual intercourse or sexual contact with the individual. What in Western terms they use as incubus and, and succubus. Mm -hmm. And they're just the human spirit. Human spirits, in other words, person who's died tragically, spirit who has not left the, the realm of Agye, this the, the earthly realm, and or mm -hmm. has, you know, evolved to some extent, but for whatever reason has an attachment to an individual to a person on mm -hmm. earth and you know maybe maybe clinging to that may may have that contact out of a sexual net because they still haven't made the separation that they're no longer really alive so no absolutely yeah. thank you Jean Jerome because I was going to ask you Jean Jerome could you uh, give us a little bit of uh, background um, from IFA on situations like that so no, it's very, um, it totally is true. And uh, it happens, right? It does. Um, Carmela, um, I think there is a lot of people who experience ghost sex, but they won't talk about it because they're afraid that no one will believe them or that they don't understand what's happening to them. I had a couple of people mentioned mention it to me in a sheepish way. Thank you, mm -hmm. Carmela. Yes, well. no. And you know, this is something that people don't want to um, admit, you know, 
Um, I know one of the investigations I had gone to, again, with this group of ladies, we had gone to another uh, location that was haunted. And um, this place, when I arrived, I said, okay, you know, I put up my um, parameters and said, okay, you, none of the spirits here bother me. I, 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 you know, basically drew a line in the sand and said, nope, I'm going to sleep now. Don't bother me, etc." I did not tell them that they can't come into my dream, okay, because it happened. I had one of the spirits come while I was dreaming, and he was coming up from behind, you know, and ready, you know, and I was like, wait a second. I, said, I did not say you could, and I woke up. <laughs> I actually, I woke up with a start and I threw the sheets back and I went, no, and I went, well, that was very interesting. I was by myself in this room. Right. But it does and it can happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. seriously, it's not all that weird, you know, and I admit it happened to me. Uh, I want to see what Sean's saying. Why do you guys think that the Catholic faith condemns mm -hmm. necromancy so much? Catholic I, faith condemns so many things. Okay, absolutely. That's I mean, they, they condemn. They condemn because they would like to be in control of everything, yeah. and it's only through their eyes or their perspective, right? Go ahead, Ken, because you. I think you I was just going to say. I mean, they they condemn sex. They can they they condemn sex unless you do it missionary style. You know, for for example, <laughs> seriously, you you have the Catholic faith. You have to have sex missionary style. Any other way is sinful. You're going to hell. You're done. Uh, necromancy. All right. Necromancy is considered a type of witchcraft. We know that Catholicism and all Christianity condemns witchcraft. Also, because necromancy, you're according to the Catholic faith, you're not talking to human spirits. You're always talking to demons. It always comes down to demons. I know. I know. Always. Yeah. Ad nauseum. <laughs> There's also a, a, an interesting power dynamic at play there because the only sort of link from the spiritual world to the human world that's ever been in human form was supposed to be Jesus Christ. And if you can do the same thing, then it kind of throws off that power dynamic of like, okay, well, how is he all powerful and all knowing and this sort of stuff if I can do it too? And so I think that and that's one of the things that they're like, just shut it down so we don't have to find out. Absolutely. And, and actually, no, good point. go ahead. What does Sean say? I agree with everything you guys are saying. I love thinking about this and comparing different beliefs and also love learning from other people. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely, Sean. And, and you make some valid points. Exactly. You know? Um, these are, you know, and your show, this is the thing that I want to bring back is the wizard's table is that kind of show where nothing is held back. No, nothing's, nothing's you know? taboo. Nothing's taboo on there. Nothing at all. It feels I like mean, kind of the, the cool witch aunt and uncle that you can ask all the questions and the spicy yeah. beer and you can ask anything. And that's kind of the vibe that we want to go for. Yeah, I mean, sex okay. magic, you know, creating sigils with uh, semen. Absolutely. Firing off a sigil in chaos magic is basically masturbating while looking at a sigil to empower that sigil. We talk about that. Mm -hmm. It's real. 
perfect. No, absolutely. Ghost <laughs> sex so, is that actually, why men have wet dreams? Actually, yes, that, Sean. Yeah, that's a that's a strong belief in a lot of cultures. Yeah. Yes, Sean. <laughs> Women have them too, Sean. <laughs> they just don't admit it, Sean. <laughs> I admit it. What does Yaya? Yaya, 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 is most likely Iya, a Yaya, which means a mother of Inkisi. She's a palera. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one must protect their children because these spirits can do things to them during sleep. Yes. Good point. And children yeah. so, are so much more open to things in general because they haven't right. learned the hard lesson of mm -hmm. any sort of pain or negative consequences yet. So their spirits are so much more open. And, and boundaries. They don't have boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. um, whereas, you know, as we get older, we understand what the boundaries are. And uh, and, well, and, and the other thing is, in, in certain practices, I mean, of witchcraft, uh, a person can send, not just that they come on their own, a person can send a spirit with with the, with the mission That's right. of oppressing the person in their sleep to the point of involving rape, essentially a form of spiritual rape. Absolutely. Right, that, that, is, that which is some nasty. We're familiar with that. It's an, right. you know, we, sure we see that happen know. in some mm -hmm. situations, right? So, um, and those things that when they to call on that, they have to call, you know, usually a non-human spirit and something not not very easy to remove, right? I, so, absolutely. so, you know, it's it, let's let's just say it, it's not an easy thing to remove, and it takes a big ceremony to remove. Absolutely. And right. Ken, do you have like when you've talked about or what you're are you going to talk about this? Um, do you have suggestions for people to be able to prevent it? Let's say like in the in the example that uh, Yaya. Uh, to protect uh, sorry, your children. Absolutely. Sorry, I forgot oh, her name. God, there's a there's a actually there's a plethora of ways to do it. That's very effective. A plethora of ways to do it. That's extremely effective. Uh, one of the simplest things you could do um, is uh, a blessed uh, blessed crucifix made out of iron or a blessed horseshoe, iron horseshoe. And a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of your darker spirits do not like iron. Them and iron don't vibe very well. But mm -hmm. yeah, there's mm -hmm. thousands of things you can do to protect a child uh, mm -hmm. in their bed. You can put things under their bed. You can put a bowl of milk under their bed uh, that's been blessed. Mm -hmm. That will protect them overnight even. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it just depends no, on sure. the, the culture. There's so many cultural uh, ways to do stuff like that. I know that uh, Polish people, uh, the big thing is for children to have, um, like even for teething um, purposes, like a little uh, bracelet of amber, but it's also amber, yeah. meant to protect them, okay, from spirits. So, mm -hmm. you know. So yeah, I think it just depends on your uh your 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 culture, stuff like that. I mean, there's no, I don't think there's any one one no no right no, no, no way. No. There's a thousand different ways to do it, and so many of them that are very effective. Um, what is what is Sean saying? I always that's true too. Was from needing to get. <laughs> okay, Sean, we won't go there with that. That's you're on your own on that one. Okay. 
<laughs> That's not occult, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. Um, salt under the yeah. bed. Yeah, salt under the bed. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. no, for sure. But um, you use no. runes and stuff. You can also carve runes into a bed frame, under a crib. Sure. There's all sorts of easy ways to do things. You can draw them on the flip side of a mattress. Don't try to sell that mattress because whoever gets it next is probably going to be in for a show. But, you know, there's all sorts of easy things to do. You can even um, I have a lot of girlfriends who embroider sigils in like clothing and pillowcases and handkerchiefs and that sort of thing to just keep their magic with them all, all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I have things that uh, are on either four posts of my bed. Right. Um, but that's just me, right? And I sleep with all sorts of other weird things around my head, right? <laughs> and still, <laughs> shit yeah. happens, right? But you know, yeah, yeah. I, mean, there, I don't think there's any guarantee. Nothing, nothing is, you know. Come on, something's always going to sip. If something is determined to slip through, it's going to happen. Absolutely, absolutely. Go ahead, John Jerome. You're going to say if something. I can, if I can, me Ayesha. Urbile says the dark spirits flee from Ayatul Kursi, the three Kuru, Surah, Safa, and Baqarah, that's Islam, certain chapters of the Quran. So Interesting. The, 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 main, the main thing, and it's something like that, it's it's like from an Ifa perspective, is always for us is we always ask Ifa. Ifa will tell mm -hmm. us what we're dealing with and how we need to, to deal with that entity. Right, because otherwise, not all entities respond to the same tools or mm -hmm. or approaches. Right, it, and it's like anything else. It's like trying to treat an illness, and you, and you haven't even done the diagnostics to 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 treat it. Right, you don't know if you're dealing with a flu, a uh, COVID, uh, diabetes, or some other respiratory. You know, who knows? Mm -hmm. Right. So you mm -hmm. have to mm -hmm. you have to have something to at least to to either through ifa or through mm -hmm. a media. Mm -hmm or through another form of divination, but something that mm -hmm. can give you a little bit more clarity in terms of the type of spirit you're dealing with, its origin, its intention, and then uh, how to and what it will respond to. Some spirits will respond to, um, you know, uh, prayers or incantation from, a, from a, a Quran, from a Bible. Some won't. Yeah. Because some are much older. Than, yeah. those, than those texts, and they basically say, "I don't, I don't believe in you." Right. You may have and, to get, you may have to get some Egyptian, some Sumerian, whatever. Yeah. And exactly. sometimes those dreams come from past lives, and there's nothing you can do about that. And they are messages from the past. And if you experience that with someone else, mm -hmm. that's its own. Um, but I agree with you, John Jerome. You're right. Absolutely. Do some divination on that. Find out what's going on, baby. Divine mm -hmm. that shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as a medium, you know, I find that um, these things come through me, through my dream state as well. And sometimes they're messages for people, you know. So that's important to acknowledge that and not always think of it as a, as a form of, oh, my God, I need protection against this or, oh, my God, it has to, you know, we have to dispel this. Sometimes this needs to come through because this is how the message or the actual medicine and the, the healing can take place, right? That's what I believe. That's kind of a fine line that you have to walk as a medium anyways. You have to stay just open enough 
to be able to get what you need to get at just close enough to make sure that you're not opening yourself up to something that could put you in a dangerous situation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can't be helped. Sometimes um, I know being empathic, I have to experience them and my spirits tell me I have to. Sometimes mm -hmm. while I'm experiencing it, I'm getting the message that it's about this person or about that person. And sometimes it's not, it's just like, nope, be quiet and experience this because you will know later, right? So you have to be very grounded and accept that and trust your spirits to be able to do that. And you're right, B, you have one foot here and one foot there, and you have to straddle both. And sometimes it's not always even, right? Mm. But that's, that's mm. how you work. I know that's how I work as a, as a medium, right? It's not no. always pleasant. No. Well, if I can be yes, true, any far, we have to consult a rumila, and that is how we get the precise method mm -hmm. to deal with a particular spirit. Yep. <laughs> now, Sean has a question. If you dream of a lost loved one, do you think that is them visiting you, or is it your memories? In what context, Sean, are you talking about just in general, if you dream of a lost loved one, that's them visiting you? I think it is. I do. Um, I and they play on your memories, obviously. Yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. It kind of goes back to that, that point about energy and people leaving their mark on things. Like, if you're important mm -hmm. to them and they were important to you, it's you like when you... Connection. Yeah, it's like when you hug somebody and you smell like their perfume, same thing. So it may be a little bit of both. It may be your memories and it may be them, but regardless, you still get the comforting smell. Yeah, I think you it's need them. To bridge it. You need I, to bridge it, whether it's your memory. They'll work through your memory. That's, that's how yeah. they communicate with you, right? Spirits can work through so many, so many powerful things, and our mind is so receptive to that. It's, a, it's phenomenal what the mind can do. It's phenomenal. Especially if you prepare yourself for it. Or if mm -hmm. you're in dream state, then you're more open to it, you know? Yeah. And and that's something to observe as well, right? Yeah. Um, the, other thing, the other thing to keep in mind is always, though, what, so being visited is one thing. If you dream, it depends also what you're being told in the dream. Yep. What are the references of the dream? Because there are situations where another spirit may use your memory. Oh yeah, and, and may use that to to make you fool you into believing that they are your relative. And when in fact, this, if you go to divination or, or you have a medium, the medium says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's not your mom. That's not your dad. That's something else that's trying mm -hmm. to usurp mm -hmm. that memory mm -hmm. and use that as a as a facade in order to mm -hmm. to basically take control or or uh, oppress the individual." And sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes demons can and will do that. Why? Mm -hmm. Who the hell knows? Whatever. You know, they have their own needs, wants, desires, and motivations like we do and like the gin do too. In fact, I've mm -hmm. actually, uh, do you know, I've, I've actually cast out demons by invoking higher ranking demons. Mm -hmm. I've done that before. <laughs> fire with fire. Yeah, it works. It works. Now, the Catholicism won't say it works. The Bible won't say it works. Because they would make reference to uh, Christ, you know, 
uh, invoking uh, Beelzebub, you know, to invoke, uh, to, to cast out demons. And, and it's like Christ said, you know, uh, Satan's not going to divide his house. But that's, in my opinion, that's bullshit. It does work. I've done it many times. If I have, if I hang on, just a second. If I have a, a low-ranking demon that's harassing somebody, like this one lady, um, oh God, I, I'm not going to get into detail about it, but it was intense. So I actually invoked King Piamon, and he got him out of there. He got his ass out of there. Go ahead, girl. Sorry. <laughs> I love that you basically told that demon, "No, I want to speak to the manager." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> No, but it's true. I mean, if you're going to, however it can, you work that way, whatever it takes to, you know, facilitate to help someone, right? If it means yeah. going to the bigger batter, of course you are, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's what we do in, in IFA, right, Jean-Jerome? I mean, if we need things done, we go to, to whatever extent and whatever means to be able to to get rid of or help someone, right? Jean depends. Jean Again, every, everything everything depends. Like if I recognizes that there are spirits that operate in the darkness, they're to represent a force of nature on the dark side. But sometimes you need the dark or the power of darkness Absolutely. to cast out darkness, right? And Absolutely. that's the only way you're going to do it because otherwise, you know, throwing uh, little prayers and all that, the, the spirit says, "I don't believe in." Mm -hmm. what you're doing right mm -hmm. in in sumeria in ancient sumeria the they would quite often invoke um uh, demons like pazuzu pazuzu was considered to be uh the the spirit uh, who controlled the, it was a southeast wind and mm -hmm. uh and that spirit was considered to be modern day you know later on a form of demon or daemon and very immortalized by the movie the exorcist but quite mm -hmm. often, that spirit was invoked to protect pr pregnant women from another spirit that was also considered to be uh, malevolent, which would attack women who were pregnant mm -hmm. and would uh, basically kill their children. Um, so it was often that um, the Pazuzu was called to fight off or to ward off uh, Lamashtu. And those concepts, those basic constructs, of working with these different spirits. And again, the term demon, a, a demon, uh, everything that wasn't, you know, uh, either Christ or Allah was, uh, which, which could have been a, a, a God. Uh, it could have been a spirit of the land. It could have been, they were all just sort of lumped yep. together as some sort of uh, you know, yeah. catch-all called a uh, demon, right? Mm -hmm. um, which meant a demon was, was a, a spirit yeah. which had a, uh, power which is probably not human, which had special powers over nature, over one element of all that of the world, and but were not considered to be, you know, like uh, essentially as, as as like a celestial. We're considered to be more mm -hmm. a spirit of play or a spirit that was dealing with certain situations on earth. And, and the Catholic Church just took all of them and said, oh, these are all evil, right? And that's not the case, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, right. A lot of them, a lot of them are actually, um, I mean, you basically said it, but a lot of them are actually uh, gods, ancient, yep. ancient, ancient gods. That ancient divinities. Absolutely. Ancient divinities, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Divinities that aren't really understood, uh, not by our modern concept of mythology, at, at least. 
And that's Absolutely. something that Ken and I discuss a lot is, you know, how are we supposed to think in our in our limited knowledge and know what's evil and what isn't evil, you know, because it happens in humans. You know, you can do things with the best of intentions and bad things happen. So how are we supposed to judge any sort of thing more powerful than us and know for a fact whether it's evil or not evil? I don't think you can always judge something like that by a human or a human concept of morality. No, because we're right. imposing our morality on 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 a being Absolutely. like that. And, and who the know, hell are we to yeah. do that? So it doesn't uh, it doesn't necessarily work that well, way. And, and also, um, the, the sense of morality quite often again, where we're many people we started the show with that is is from a Judeo Christian mm -hmm. sort Absolutely. of lens, right? So, and and that morality is, you know, it, it, in many cases is is some quite often flawed. Because yeah. it neglects to 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 and really look at the human condition and nature itself in, in its totality. It just wants to focus on, you know, the 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 lighter aspect or the aspects of life by casting out the darkness, which is what what nurtures us, what gives us our strength, what gives us our passion, what gives us our resilience yes. and our ability to survive in this world. So you know, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to go. I wanted to go back to the comments made um, before Melvin, but before we do that, I want to read what Melvin has to say here. Um, that's funny. Mr. Ken Allen brings us using a higher ranking <laughs> demon or daemon to get rid of a lower one. I was having a discussion with someone on how, if I'm under demonic attack, um, I'm not turning to the church for help. I want someone who works with the entities, works with the entities coming at me. Of course, because, you know, again, we're talking about the church only looks at it through a different, through its own lens, its own perspective, and um, it'll only treat it a certain way. Well, I'd like to be able to go to someone who can look at something and go, hey, I think I have something in my toolbox, or I know someone who can help me with this, right? And, you know, we have people like our show, this is what we've done, we've networked with other people who are able to help us in situations, right? And that's who we go to. That's our toolkit is the people mm -hmm. that we've come into contact with. So, yes. Yeah, so if you come up against or you're being attacked by an entity, we more than likely will know what to do or, or know the right person to, to help us. Right. Ken, wouldn't yeah. you agree with something Abs like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody that works with demons. I do. Um, Mistress B is yeah. eventually going to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, people that have that experience, absolutely, absolutely. He's and, right on the money. Said I heard about that, Jean Jerome. Uh, I guess you're talking about the uh, the perspective of uh, working with demons. Um, um, who was the couple before that that were making those statement? The uh, the statement. Yes. I think both is possible for dreams of a loved one. Oh, okay. We're talking about the previous uh, comments of, uh, um, okay. All right. Um, so anyway, um, so moving along. So Ken, what other things did you want to discuss on your show? What are the things that you're bringing besides oh, um, what you have already mentioned? Um, oh. Well, let's see. Um, oh, 
a modern vampire. We want to get some modern vampires on there. I'd love to get uh, Michelle Bellinger. I don't know if you're familiar with her or not. Yes. She's okay, a John. psychic. Yes. She's a psychic. And she was on the the only the only paranormal investigation show I saw when younger. Because I thought they, they, they had a, a unique approach. But then they ended up having a lot of problems. They, they, they were taken off the air and so forth. Was, um, oh, what were they called? They were from Penn, Penn State. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ryan. Uh, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. 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 And she, or something she, like that. She, she was one of the the people uh -huh. that worked on that show. Or had been invited okay. on that show to do an investigation. Yes. Uh, what is that name of that show? Paranormal State. Paranormal State. That's the one. Yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Paranormal State. Okay. I can tell All you. Right. I can tell you why it went off, but I'll tell you later. I'm not going to say yeah, it here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I just want to make a comment here. Yeah, yes, and they Catholics consider it should be a demon. That's correct. And then mm -hmm. we, there's a whole campaign in West Africa to make sure so we don't. Again, first of all, Ifa does not recognize an absolute antagonist to the Almighty. Okay, we believe in Olodumare Edumare, which is the creator, and we believe Eshu is the enforcer, the policeman. Right? He will either enforce you. Uh, and help you to push you along in your way, or if you've done something bad, he's going to make you accountable for it and, and sort of confront you with your shortcomings or and punish you in one way. But that is not in anything. This whole, you know, um, duality or, or, or contrast of good versus evil, which has nothing to do with, with Christianity, it stems back to the, one of the first cultures to have that sort of juxtaposition was the Zoroastrians. And, and, mm -hmm. uh, Arathustra first exposed the, the concept of uh, um, Ahura, Mazda, which is God, versus Ariran, which was considered to be the antagonist to God. Mm -hmm. And since that, because of the, the incredible influence that successive empires and, and invasions back and forth between the Persian Empire mm -hmm. and other states into Persia and all that, the Zoroastrian belief per percolated into uh, Judaism, percolated into uh, eventually Christianity, and then eventually mm -hmm. Islam. Mm -hmm. And they've never been able to shake it. It's just embedded there and they can't shake it. I think it's much more... Um, it's much more forward-thinking and easier to grasp if instead of thinking of it as a dichotomy, you kind of think of it as like a scale, like a balance, that there's there's good and bad and a little bit of everything and you have to figure out where on the scale it lies because it's not always just so black and white there. There's a, it's Absolutely. all about being in balance. 100%. Absolutely. Oh, you try as much to be in balance, right? Um, Sean was <laughs> saying all four, the all-star team. The all-star team. Oh, <laughs> we got your back, Sean. <laughs> but remember what I tell Teresa, if she starts, if you start climbing up the wall, she starts talking about it. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm out. <laughs> You're on your own. Kind of yeah, I'm the wild card. I'm the wild card in all of this, right? You know, <laughs> it's bad when uh, when that happens to me and, and Jean-Jerome leaves, okay? So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, Sean. <laughs> but I got I your back. <laughs> I, just, I just read what Melvin was saying. I agree 100%. We think too binary. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, Melvin saying, sometimes I think we as humans get too caught up in the right and wrong. Absolutely, light, dark, and good, evil. How does one? 
how does one apply that type of thinking to beings that predate the very concepts themselves? Absolutely. You know, right. we're so caught up in our human experience and our human perspective that um, there are all sorts of other entities and worlds out there that don't think the way we do. And, and to come up against, let's say, a primal force of nature itself and, and to deal with that, it doesn't think like we do. It can't, right? But somehow it communicates and you can't impose right or wrong. It just is, right? Yeah. Or yeah. like, for example, dealing with a gin. It doesn't think, I mean, we put those concepts of good, mm -hmm. bad, or evil or whatever. They don't, you yeah. know, like. And I think it's kind of a yeah. humbling experience to watch something that you think is so fundamental and such a core sort of frame of reference to just get broken down. And that's why I love just delving into more and more of this to continue to challenge everything that I know and see what else is out there. Mm -hmm. It says, um, not saying there isn't evil and such out there, but I do think when it comes to dealing in the, when it comes to dealings in the occult, you have to have not only an open mind, but you have to be able to alter your perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely you do, you know, um, and you have to be able to connect with that entity. Um, that's the job of the medium is to be able to connect with that entity and find out what it wants, what it says, what, you know, you have to kind of, um, you have to kind of be that, right? I mean, mm -hmm. Ken, yeah. what's your perspective on that when you've come across it? I mean, you have to kind of basically walk the walk of the demon absolutely right? yeah absolutely it. they're 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 beyond they're beyond con <laughs> they're beyond our cold primitive constructs of good and evil they're way beyond absolutely. that shit girl way beyond that absolutely i know you and i have had many private conversations about stuff like that you know it, it goes beyond that you kind of have to you have to understand the way they think, and that means reaching out to them. You, you know, yeah, you how gotta, you limited have to, their mind is, right? Yeah. And when you, you work know. with them, when you work with them, some people are scared to death of work, work with them. Some people have no business working with them and should never even attempt it. But when you work with them uh, for years and years, yeah, you, 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 you understand, you learn, you start to think like they do. That's mm -hmm. not a bad thing. People think I'm no. crazy for saying that, but that is not a bad thing. Just my opinion. Based no, on my I, experience. I, mean, I think that's why Jean-Jean laughs when he says, when you start crawling the wall, well, that's me, you know, <laughs> becoming one with the whatever, you know, yeah. it's like, well, you're right. on your own, girl, you know, but he, <laughs> he know, you know, you, you have to trust yourself enough to know that you will come off back off that wall. Right. Yeah. And I know oh, that John Jerome yeah. would have my back. right? Yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> I, you know, he has a lasso and we'll throw it up there. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll be the one turning on the car. <laughs> no matter. I mean, no matter how long, how long, how many years 
you or I or whoever have been working with these uh, these entities. At the end of the day, we are still human beings. We are still mortal. So we still right. we, we still have to be careful. Sure. Or we'll get drawn into that. Uh, oh, that we're, we're lost. You know, and that's the other thing. And even if blah, 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 if we do work or and all that to get it off somebody, we have to do work on ourselves and bow to ourselves and all that to clear it off ourselves. Because if even if it doesn't take us, it can take somebody we love or bounce off somebody to somebody we love uh, because that spirit Thank has been displaced, right? So uh, we're not bulletproof. We have to do we have to do the work, mm -hmm. right, to remove. But we also have to do work to clean ourselves and to clear the area and to clear. Like it's Absolutely. not just uh, often a one shot, you know, wonder, right? You have to, you have to take it into several phases Absolutely. to actually fully remove the influence. Absolutely. And that, that's the other concept. Thank you for saying that, Jean-Jerome, because, you know, I mean, okay, we can come back and everything, but, you know, you've got residual dirt around you and you have to make sure you get rid of that and that it doesn't fall on someone that you live with, you know, your, your, your significant other or another family member or something, you know, and that's, that's part of um, spiritual baths, not just for yourself, but for your family. Yeah. You know, I, I know a lot of people who work in this, they make sure that their families are cleaned, you know, that they're spiritually cleaned and that they're taken care of. Right. And that their mm -hmm. homes are clean. This, this, this is kind of like, it has to happen. Right. Cause if it doesn't, like you said, John Jerome, you know, a family member can be hurt, you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's been my experience and I can only, again, I can only speak from my experience that the higher ranking goetic spirits, such as King Piamon, such as Lucifuge of Rolf Kyle, you know, they don't give a damn about what we do. They're, they're not interested. They don't give a shit about possessing us or <laughs> trying to take away our will. They just don't care it's usually the bottom dwellers good and point if, if i if i if i if i do a demonolater circle where i summon you know four demons for the four elements in the four directions and then i i want a demon to do a specific job they are bound to do that job by they're a subordinate so they're bound to do that job by their kings their kings command them to do that if i want to take it a step further then i invoke the archangels that correspond to each one of those demonic hierarchy, these those demonic dukes or princes or kings. There's a process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you, but um, yeah, you don't always you don't always have to use ancient god names, Hebrew names, and stuff like that. You can just call those four demonic kings. Sorry, Jean Jerome, you were going to say something. No, no, no. Just listening to his last, and then uh, you want to read Yaya's comment. Yes, um, but there are actions that elevate our spirit and those that tie us to the earth. So wouldn't that be good or evil or right and wrong? Jean Jerome, can you answer that? So again, it's not so much uh, this whole concept of like earth right and, and wrong heaven, and evil. right and wrong is, is again still very Judeo-Christian. Because in reality, although there is, you know, the spirit world in general is defined as equal, you know, or, um, and, and is referred to, you know, as the spirit world, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that if you're there or here that you're good or evil, right? You can go back to equal, 
and 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 be considered a dark energy. Not only light energies go back to equilibrium. That's a mis that's a mistake. And not only it's negative energies stay on Aye, right, which is the earth. So exactly. the issue is whether no matter where you are is how you're operating and what is your that you're operating in accordance with the destiny and the purpose with which you were you're still in one of those places right and and that can be you could be a force for good in aye because we say uh when we do our yuba we would play reverence we say um we pay homage to all the spirits that are at the feet of Olodumare, the feet of the creator in Ikaleon, but are also on earth, right? So there's mm -hmm. not a, a separation. And if you look at you know, the spiritual presence on earth of certain forces, which in some call Orisha, uh, some will call you know forces uh, spirits of nature and all they're on earth there there's a there's a symbiotic relationship between their spiritual mm -hmm. signature and this plane and this physical earth but they're not evil right so it it really depends what what uh, more what's inside and what is in in the spirit and in, in the consciousness of that person uh, rather than if they're you know, going to heaven or they're staying on earth there are spirits that may choose to stay on earth to protect their family to protect their community Absolutely. To become and we have no right? right to get rid of them exactly and they become like a guardian to the community right and, the, and their presence on earth is quite prevalent right quite quite systemic Absolutely. so so again it's and different that, conceptualization and that's a problem with with some go ahead sorry me Sean Jerome. I didn't say anything. Oh, and that's the problem with some mediums that come into, into play that think that every spirit must go to the other side. It's like, no, 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 nay, nay, nay. Do not disrespect the spirit if you don't know the circumstance and don't understand what the family is all about, okay? Because you can be doing more harm. And in fact, you yourself will as the medium who's trying to do that, it will catch up to you and it'll burn your ass. Okay. And I know I've seen it done. Okay. I've seen it right. happen to someone. And the other thing too, is this concept of some mediums. I mean, there's a dime, a dozen of them out there that think that every spirit that's evil here somehow goes through this process and becomes this oh, angel <laughs> on the other side. Uh, no. Well, hey, okay. you know what? Nope. Some of those angels can be assholes. Seriously. Uh -huh. Absolutely. And this is the whole thing is like this concept of, again, angels as being the only good things out there. Right. Yeah. And it's like, no, you don't understand. Angels out there are not the nicest. You know, there's two sides to everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Even to angels, you know, let, let's stop thinking in this very Judeo-Christian way, evil, good, bad, you know, enough, you know. <coughs> Sorry, Beth. Um, um, Jean Jerome, can you read that? Sorry, I've got a dry throat. Speaking of Eshu, I really don't entirely agree with the notion that he is punitive in a negative sense. I think Eshu is the great neutral force. He will support you 100% in whatever you choose. 
If you choose well, you will reap the value of the choice 100%. Likewise, if you choose badly, he will support you 100% to be the biggest fuck up in the history of the universe. <laughs> I like the way Bethany. I don't conceive of him being at attached to either outcome. I think the sense of punishment is a very human thing and mm -hmm. then it drifts off there. Um, yeah, Beth, again, if Eshu is considered to be neutral, he is both invoked or, or used uh, essentially as the messenger of, of the, between the human world, our realm, and the spirit world. And he will uh, basically carry the messages, good or bad, uh, no yeah. matter what they are, he's going to carry them. As long as you offer Ebbo, as long as you, you offer appeasement, you give the proper propitiation to him, he will carry out the message. Um, mm -hmm. But within, depending on the path of Eshu, and that's the other thing, Eshu is not a singular consciousness, but a, the, almost the he is legion. Eshu is almost like mm -hmm. that concept of legion. There are over documented 200 paths of Eshu, whether in West Africa or in the diaspora. Mm -hmm. And some of those Eshus have very unique responsibilities and have more of a mm -hmm. darker role. Others have a more, um, you know, communicative role, supportive role, uh, facilitating role. It depends, right? So again, it's not a one size fits all. Eshu has many, many faces, literally. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and even if he's a darker Eshu, that does not necessarily mean that, um, it's that he is not going to be doing the work that he needs to do. He needs to be dark so that he does the dark work, right? That's right. That's the other concept. Um, do angels work with people who do workings with demons? They have for me. Yeah, definitely. I was going to yeah. say, Ken, I think you can definitely say yeah. yes to this. Yeah. Um, I, I myself... I have a very strong belief in um, Archangel Michael and mm -hmm. I believe he's always been around me. And um, even in my darkest and, you know, when I do the work that I need to do, that doesn't mean he abandons me. Right. <laughs> it's like, no, that's when he needs to be there even more. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point. Right. Is that, uh, that they're there thick or thin. Right. Yeah. And I don't think so. that you have to choose a side. You know, I think that dealing in in your practice doesn't mean that you have to choose one path, especially in Ken's case. Ken's just all over the board. He does whatever the hell he wants, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I but you don't, have to, you don't have to necessarily ascribe to either one because, again, it's all about balance and where your spirit leads you. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. absolutely i know that's why ken and i you know are able to talk about the things that we talk about because we are able yeah. to do those kind of things um because yeah, we we're true to ourselves and yeah you have we're to true be to ourselves we don't give a shit what other people think exactly it's not about being accepted you know um oh you know because she's a nice person or she's a good person or whatever. It, right. It's it's the circumstance, it's the situation that right. we deal with, right? I can be the mm -hmm. nicest person and then I can be the most nastiest person if that if it needs to come out, it has to, right? That's right. Oh, that's mm -hmm. just the way absolutely. It is. Yeah. It's there for a reason. Um, absolutely. It says, so I'm like Sam Winchester. <laughs> 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 Yeah. 
Yes. Yes, Sean. Yes, you are. Archangel Michael protects and guides me. Yes. And me too, Sean. Believe it or not. <laughs> I know some people would think that's odd and strange. Um, I believe everything has an issue. Yes, Beth. I do too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, very, sorry, way more than 200. Ah, okay. Yeah, over 200 so, documented. Right. There's much more <laughs> than that. 200 documented, mm -hmm. right. Um, can you tell us a little bit what Eshu is in case people who are wondering what is it that we talk about when we talk about Eshu? I'm just going to, excuse me, I have to get something to drink because my throat is getting really dry. So I'll leave you with that, Jean-Jerome, to, uh, to answer that question for people. So, I'll, make it, I'll make it brief. Go ahead. So Eshu, again, as we mentioned, is the the Orisha or the energy that basically handles communication between all the divinities and human beings and amongst the divinities. He is the one who spreads Ashe and takes Ashe to wherever area needs to have it manifest. Uh, he is uh, a spirit that is responsible for taking the Ebbos. When we make offerings, he's the one that we pray to, to take our Ebbo, to take our package and take them to Ikoleon. Uh, um, Eshu has many paths. Uh, in some paths, Eshu uh, is said to have a, a, a life on earth um, uh, in which one of them was Elegbara. Uh, and Elegbara, uh, it was, was, was in Vodou, they call Papa Legba or Legba. In Vodou, they call Legba. is considered to, in, in Ketu, to have been the king of Ketu and making him and in a sense, a cross between Orisha and Inumali. Um, and basically, he's a force of nature. He's chaos. He's your, he would be your consummate, to use your term, your issue is the consummate chaos magician, uh, <laughs> owner of magic, owner of uh, wisdom. Eshu is considered mm -hmm. in some, by some to be as old or older than God, uh, than God or Lodumari. It is said that when uh, Lord Dumari created the uh, Akamara, created the, the, the explosion of the universe. Eshu was already there. Eshu that was already there. Some consider Eshu to be the shadow, the shadow of Lord Dumari, the shadow of God. So there are many, many Eshu different was stories. Eshu the Big Bang himself. Yeah. Eshu is the so, Big Bang himself. That's how I look at it. So Eshu is in everything. Everything Eshu, you'll find Eshu in every, the trickster. It is also another term used to uh, associate with him as the trickster. The one who teaches you lessons by, by sometimes taking a very indirect or metaphorical path. So it, it's, you know, and, and you have tricksters in very various cultures. I mean, Ken, you, you, you could probably oh, yeah. rhyme off quite a few in your studies. Where yeah. that trickster spirit is is present, right? Yep, yeah. yep. And I like working with them too. Loki, Absolutely. coyote, rabbits, you know. Yeah, um, as a chaos magician, that's right up your alley. It is. Yeah, I I've, I work with uh, trickster spirits uh, quite a bit in the past, and we get along just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I wonder why, why that is. is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> B and I were thinking the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, trickster, trickster spirits are extremely powerful, and yeah, they do predate 
they do predate a lot, a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. My phone. How do you pronounce that? Sorry, Beth. Um, Mofodibale. Mofodibale means I pay reverence. Mofodibale. Okay. When you basically bow your head. Mofodibale. Right. Yes. Paying homage to it. Thank you. Um, um, what kind of lessons? I'm not sure what she's referring to. Uh, we talked about a few things. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're listening, tell us which lessons you're referring to, and then we can maybe speak to it. Um, and so forth, okay? Mm-hmm. And here I have my weasel, my very own trickster weasel. <laughs> That's correct. I, I touch my head to the floor. Yes. Mofuribali, literally. You're putting your head to the floor. That's what that means. So um, does anybody else have any other questions? Because I think we're coming up to our just a little over two hours. I mean, we we can go on and on and talk. I and see. Stuff like I see a comment by. I can't get it to pull up. It's uh, they have like they have a. It says I believe many also share lineages with what. That's like me, Aisha. Yes, I will yep. be. I believe many also share lineages with what they call the demons or disagreeable beings. Therefore, the calling in such path is easy for them to answer and practice. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Yeah. That's the image. The, the the lineage is also that that's why you can you if you belong to certain eggbiz some eggbiz are no piece of cake some mm -hmm. eggbiz you know are, are very very uh, rough very demanding and can have very dark uh, sort of overtones and undertones right so mm -hmm. depending which eggbiz you belong to you can definitely have people that have a natural calling a natural sort of inclination towards uh, things right. Jean Jerome, I have a question. How do you find that out? If you were not, you know, in that sort of knowledge sect already, what like would someone like I do to find that out? Contact Jean Jerome, he'll give you a reading. <laughs> <laughs> no, so they're different things. So, so the, the, the egg bay, egg bay, usually in, in Africa, most egg bay, there's egg bay societies. That was where they have a leg bay. Uh, which are essentially mediums that have an understanding and have the oral the oral history of the various paths of Egbe and so forth. The, now Egbe as well. There's uh, within the Fa practice, we have you know there's priests that will also work with Egbe and Legbe because we all we all have an Egbe, the same mm -hmm. way as we all have a destiny or. So there, there are really three major things, or four major things that influence your, your life and your direction of your life and who you are. One, first and foremost, is Odi, your head, your destiny, your soul. What is the destiny, the, the Akuleya, the Ayamu, and the Akuleya that you've chosen in, in, in heaven? And what purpose, what, what lessons were you supposed to learn on earth? Number one. Number two is the egg because we all came from Ikaleonu. In other words, we all came from one of those societies or one of those uh, tribes. So understanding which of those tribes and, and its totem and the, the Orisha, the spirits that are ahead of that, tells us a lot of the things and characteristics of how we relate on earth, whether we're you know, more suited towards 
doing things in business, whether more of a spiritual path, whether more towards medicine, whether we're destined or going to have, you know, loving relationships or whether relationship will be something difficult on earth, whether you know, we have debts that we haven't paid to our abit, or as we left Icaleodum, said we would be back at a certain time or left something undone, and they're asking for payment. So Egbe influences many aspects of our life. That's number two. Number number three is your Orisha, the Orisha that, that basically that, that governs you and, and that is meant to protect you and follows you down to earth. He's sort of like your bodyguard. And that Orisha can be male or female. He, he's very much part of that sort of spiritual DNA, that, that destiny DNA that you bring down. Uh, Ori, the, the, the Ori through Ifa is, 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 is and that destiny is defined through the 256 Odus of Ifa, which is, represents the, the collective wisdom of Olodumari of the Creator. And we define each individual by one of those 256 Odus and particular stanzas of that. We see each Odu has hundreds of Itan or stories or, or aspects of the ex cumulative experience of human and non-human entities on earth over thousands of years. So Ifa represents one of the, the essentially the biggest oral sort of compendium of the wisdom, experience, and the ancestral memory of humanity. As says, the, the memory of the ancestors is recorded in the Odus of Ifa, in the Odu, Holy Odu or Yikuno Kanran. And so from that, you know, understanding that Odu, you know, what sign you have, how it relates to your, your destiny, how it relates to the Orisha that come in, how it relates to your, your mission on earth or your place on earth. And Eshu, understanding Eshu, because Eshu is very important on this earth. He opens and closes the door. He represents that communication with the divine. Many, and, and, and uh, uh, Beth mentioned it, which is very good. Uh, she uh, mentioned that I believe, and she's right, I believe everything has an issue. So every Udu yeah. has a particular issue. Eshu accompanies every human being down to earth. Mm -hmm. Okay? A particular path of Eshu comes down with us because he understands, he is that energy, that, that energy of transformation, that energy of communication, that energy that is found in the crossroads, the the, the intersections of all the dimensions of the worlds. He is ever present. He knows the past, the present, the few, because he, he basically exists in all those, all those uh, uh, wavelengths and, and uh, planes. Um, so those are the pillars. And, and, and all that we do through divination, um, Mr. Zvi. Uh, basically, everything in Ifa, we, it starts with divination. We divine to see where the person is, is at in their life. We divine to see what is their destiny, what they chose in heaven. We divine to see which Orisha is the one which is the primarily responsible. There may be other Orishas that support the person in their destiny. We divine to determine the Esh, the Egbe. Everything starts and ends with divination. That's why we don't do anything. We don't make sacrifice. We don't offer without first divining to see what we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure. Absolutely. Are there any other questions uh, from our audience um, before we sort of make a conclusion? Um, oh, okay. Yaya here's, the, here's the clarification of Yaya's question. Oh, right. I was wondering okay. what lessons would Eshu teach if there 
no right and wrong or good and bad. Why some come with Ire and why they live life with good character and Oshoba when not. Okay, before I, I engage that question, I'm going to turn it over to Ken first. In his experience in hoodoo and voodoo, what has been his ex experience with Papa Legba? How would he <clears throat> define Papa Legba? How would he would define the lessons that Papa Legba can impart and also the, the, the way that he that Papa Legba is utilized within the tradition in order in terms of works of magic, works of offering, works of what's you been your experience? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well obviously, you know, Papa Legba is a trickster, very powerful trickster. Um, there are some houses in voodoo, uh, voodoo houses, in fact, who consider him the, the voodoo Jesus, you know, that you have to, and obviously, you know, you have to go through Legba before you go through any other spirit, before Absolutely. you invoke any other spirit through the Paul But uh, hell yeah, he's taught me a lot of lessons. Um, he's the one who kicked me in the ass a long time ago and told me to get my ass out of the closet, both of them, the broom. <laughs> The broom and the gay closet. You know? <laughs> because you had a mission. Absolutely. <clears throat> I did. I did. And you have to go and, through him in order to mm -hmm. do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And and he helped me come out of my shell too. You know, I got a lot. I, you know, I have an intense amount of social anxiety. A lot of people don't believe that. A lot of people would never know that. But I have a hell of a lot of social anxiety. And uh, Legba's helped me through that. He's put me in situations. He's put me in situations where I've had to face that shit. Exactly. You know? And that's how he works. Very I mean, I good. Did, I did commercial. I did commercial radio in the nineties. You know, I've, I've mm -hmm. uh, a, a drum team, powwow drum team, uh, a, a, a mm -hmm. spiritual leader among the Muscogee people, uh, speeches, large speeches, podcasts, all kind of craziness that, you know, I've had to do in, in the public for years now. Legba's put me in that. It's like, oh, hell no. You get your ass out there and you do it. So get over yeah. yourself, right? Right. Get over it, whatever, you know, and, and you're cool. Do your thing to hell with what they think. So, yeah, he's I, I believe he has put me deliberately in situations where I've had to be in the public to face that fear of extreme social anxiety. And it's do or die. And I think I've swam pretty damn good. I think you have to, Ken. I would say so. No, exactly. And that's a perfect example of how Legba or Eshu would work. That's what I would say. And, and so so in, in general, yeah, yeah. The, the, the basic thing to understand is that the, the definition of Ide or Shobu is not good and bad. Ide means that you're in balance, that you're, you're blessings because you are in balance with your destiny. You're in balance with what is good for you based on the destiny you chose. Osobo or Ibi is when you're out of balance. In other words, when what you're doing is contrary to that destiny and contrary to what is in your best interest and the interest of that destiny. So it's not, again, a Judeo-Christian good or bad. It is relative. What is good for one person, like some people may have, you know, love meat and meat is very necessary in their diet. And eating meat is part of being in E-Ray. Another person may, because of their blood type or because of their liver or other parts of their of their physiology, may not tolerate meat and, and are best to be vegetarian. Mm -hmm. So if a person was supposed to be vegetarian 
uh, because of their body, their health is eating a lot of meat or eating, you know, things that are bad for them, they're going to be out of balance. In other words, but you cannot apply a single, you know, sort of morality or good or bad. It's not about good. It's about being in balance, that yin and yang aspect. Uh, and and really, that's what Eshu tries to enforce, is that you're in alignment with your destiny, that you are following what you chose in heaven, because that ori, that soul that's inside of you, represents a piece of the divine, piece of the creator in each and every one of them, right? Absolutely. So both Eshu and, and your ancestral spiritual guide, your Joto, which is the main spirit, which is supposed to govern and guide together, which all fits as part of the complex, which is called Eleda, which is called Oriode, the, the head. All those spirits work, all those spirituality, spiritual signatures work in what we call the head. And we choose that head in heaven. We actually, we choose our destiny in Obedi, but we choose the head in Obeyon, where we go to Ajalamopin to choose our head, to choose the head, the brain that's going to hold all of these spiritual energies in it. And the choice, the right choice of head with destiny and having mm -hmm. good characters what allows us to live out our lives, live out that existence in a positive way in so far as that it's an alignment with our destiny, right? And our issue uh, uh, and our Joto are guides, right? Our Joto is the, has the ancestral memory because it has had many lives. It remembers what it's like and the challenges a person has as being a human on earth. Eshu has the all the secrets of the divine, all the secrets of the interaction between the, the spirit world and the non-human spirit and the earth and our existence on this earth. He is the one who activates change. He is chaos personified. The ashe in, in motion. All those things basically move. The challenge. He is the yeah. one that challenges you, like what Ken has Absolutely. said, in order for you to move forward, you know? Otherwise, you're stuck, right? Yeah. 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 I was stuck. Yeah. Hell, I mean, I, I, got I didn't even want to leave the house. Well, see, there you go. And when, uh, you know, when Legba comes calling, right, you answer the yeah. call. What in was fact, it that you can't tell Ken? You're a great speaker. Exactly. Thank but, you. But, you know, that is part of Ken's destiny was to become that. And what better partner than one who can open those doors? And that's what Eshu or Legba does, right? That's his yep. job. He right? opens the doors for sure. He damn sure opens them. Yeah. You know, I had to, it, it, speaking of, pod, you know, I did a podcast Tuesday night. So, okay, so... Somebody okay. sends me a random. Somebody sent me a random uh, 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 question on Facebook. I am instant messenger. I was like, "Can you do this podcast for uh, this? Uh, it's called Lighting the Void." And it uh -huh. was like, "Okay, it was Tuesday night, nine thirty their time, twelve thirty my time." And they had right. called me on like a Friday and asked if I could do it. And I'm like, "Well, yeah, sure, okay, why not?" So we talked about the gin. You know, basically a lot of the stuff we're talking about tonight. And it was, it was, uh, it was on audio only, but man, I was just so comfortable. I felt so comfortable doing it. I couldn't believe it. It was insane. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, well, get ready. There's a few more questions coming in. They're, they're, they're good ones. 
Oh, uh, okay. I'll start, I'll start with Sean's and then I'll go back to Yaya. Yaya has a question which is more a fa based, but I'll go with mm -hmm. this one, which um, he says, can spirits and gods be one in the same? Like, can Jesus and Papa Legba be one in the same? I believe I'll spirits let you and gods that can be, first. I believe spirits and gods can be one in the same. A lot of times when uh, when I say a powerful spirit, I'm actually referring to a god, a deity. You know, Odin is a powerful spirit. Uh, Freya is a powerful spirit. Uh, whatever, you know. So, yeah, I, th I think they all are spirits. Well, yeah, um, the, the concept of Jesus or uh, Papa Legba. Papa Legba. Um, you know, exactly. Um, Jesus as the Christ consciousness, that is a spirit and consciousness of in of itself, just like Legba is is a consciousness of how many 200 different paths that are documented. Um, but it is the essence of change. Um, what is Jesus? If not, again, if you want to think of him as um, transformative in that sense, you know, it, it, Christianity did a real hit, a real number on all of our heads in that sense. I think, you know, <laughs> yeah. look to Christ to do no, he honestly, my whole concept of him was like, uh, he's like, nah, don't follow me, folks. Yeah. Me and you've look talked about this. Yourself. Yeah, we've talked about this many times. It's like, look within yourself, follow what's inside. That's, that's what the same you're thing. supposed to do. That's the right? same thing. That's the same thing Buddha told his disciples basically was uh, be a light unto yourselves. Do not follow me or worship me as a god. So, absolutely. And what did Christianity do? And that concept of, of be a God unto yourself is Ori. Mm. Ori is that God, uh, is that piece of the divine that is in us, Near which head. represents the, yeah. the divine in us, right? In, in, mm -hmm. the, uh, in Hinduism, they have the, the concept of Brahman and the Atman. Brahman mm -hmm. being the Godhead and Atman being the God in us. That's Ori, mm -hmm. right? Um, in terms of Jesus and Papa Legba, so the different, the big difference between those specific spirits, Sean, is that Legba and Eshu is far older than Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Eshu's uh, existence stems back before, in many cases, the creation, before Olodu God was born, or, or before birth to himself. Because mm -hmm. it, it Represents the the absolute darts that existed before the Big Bang, okay? Eshu Ebita. Mm -hmm. So in terms of uh, being older, right? Eshu is far older spirit than than Jesus. Far older. Number one. Mm -hmm. Number two is that there are two Odus of Ifa that speak of Jesus coming to Earth, in Yekumei and Owani Chobi, Owonring Ogbe, where they said Omoapere, son of the divine went to divination to Ajagumale, the diviner of heaven, when he was going to make the trip to earth to bring a message of salvation to the people of earth. When he was divine, he was offered, asked to make sacrifice, some with herbs and uh, a goat in heaven to Eshu and other offerings to help him for two things. One, so that his message would not be forgotten and so he would be heard. And the second was so he would not die at an early age. He refused to do the sacrifice to Eshu, 
Mishesh, who was the older spirit, okay? And when his mother in heaven heard that he had refused, she ran to Ajagumale, to the diviner in heaven, and asked, can you please, I will do the offering on behalf of my son. I do not want my son to suffer what he will suffer on earth if he doesn't do the Segbo to Legba. And the name of Jesus in Yoruba is Jewesu. And Jewesu means it's too late to pick the herbs. Because uh, there was a particular time where the energy of the herb had to be, where they had to be picked to do the Ebbo for Jesus. Mm. Jesus comes down to earth. Jewesun comes down to earth. The so-called uh, time in the desert where he was tempted by the devil, it was, it was Eshu. But not the devil, not the Satan. Eshu saying, Jewesun, you were told in heaven by Ajagum Malay to offer to me. Because the very people you've come to, to save are the ones that are going to crucify you and kill you brutally. Jesus wanted to do the Ebbo, make the offering to Eshu. Okay? And what happened? We all know he was crucified at what age? Mm -hmm. 33. Yeah. 33. Three, three. Is the number the number okay. of Eshu? It was, it was basically the number of Eshu, and he was it was uh, you know crucified. It was brutalized at right? three, 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 three o'clock in the afternoon too. Three o'clock in that's the right. afternoon, because that's why Eshu says, "I believe and I support all divinities, and above Olodumare, there's nobody, but above me." No Orisha, no power on earth can live without my presence and without, uh, without having offering me first mm -hmm. because he's older, he's far older than any other divinity. He's perhaps the most the oldest divinity in the universe. Sola. Sorry, my dog is holding <laughs> in her sleep. Zola. She attests to all of that. Zola. Zola. Shbi. No, she woke up. She was she was actually howling in her sleep. <laughs> there you go. Proof that Eshu, what you were saying about Eshu is true. And dogs and Eshu, etc., and the warriors, right? Messengers. Um, Ifa says, know thyself, as the Kemetic would say, Ori is the higher self. It is the Ori they are speaking of. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Oh. Somebody said, do you think Papa Leg, it's Papa Leg, but it puts certain people in your path or life for certain reasons? Yeah, I think, I think so. I think pa Papa Leg loves absolutely, absolutely, Papa absolutely does. Leg loves humanity. Well, Leg loves people. He loves yes. humanity. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that Ken, was Sarah. Do you think it is Papa Leg oh, that put certain people? In oh, right. Okay, we just answered that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He loves working with people. You don't like. Yeah, absolutely. Challenges you, definitely. Yeah, he's definitely challenging me. <laughs> and are you up to the challenge? That's the other <laughs> thing, right? 
but, yeah. but what but Ken is saying is spot on. That's why I respect Ken because of all the travels and all these different traditions that he studied, he's always spot on what he said. Because that's what actually actually will turn your life upside down for your benefit. Yep. yep. And Ken right? it will be confront the you, put you in the middle of a war zone for your benefit. So that you learn the lessons, so you push beyond your boundaries, push beyond your limitations. Get out of that comfort zone. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 So I have, I have a, a question. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say Go I'm ahead, a better Ken. person. I'm a better person because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So Ken and Mistress B, how did, in what circle, how did the two of you meet? How did you... Uh, Good question. You know, you, because you I think know. it's very important for the wizard's table. It is. I, you, you, you have a good energy between both of you. You have a good balance between the I two of so. you energetically. So I, I'm, I'm sure the wizard's table was, is going to be a major success. But how did you, like, what drew you to each other for this endeavor, for this project? And how did you two meet? Um, it actually is kind of random. Um, the way that we met is through uh, a mutual person that we share in our lives. Um, I happened to meet him on the opposite side of the country in Washington state in a tattoo parlor and we fell in love and he decided he wanted to move back to Florida. So I moved with him. Turns out Ken is his stepdad. You're Maybe kidding. not so random. Maybe not so random, right? It might not nope. be. I mean, honestly, <laughs> what you were saying earlier about uh, Papa Legba putting you in situations that you don't necessarily feel comfortable in, especially with your social anxiety, that's kind of how I feel doing this podcast is that I have really bad social anxiety. And when Ken was like, oh, you're going to be my co-host, right? There was a large <laughs> part of me that was like, nope, no, nope, nope, nope. But here we are. And, and you're doing great. You're really doing damn good. You oh. are. Thank You're doing, you. great. and she helps me. She helps me to balance me and to 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 keep me, you know, where I, I behave myself and don't show my ass too much. <laughs> but I think that it it I don't know whatever you want to call it, luck, divine intervention. I think that it's really important that Ken and my path have crossed because I think there's going to be so much important stuff that happens from our relationship, both for us and for other people. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah. Excellent. I, I think you that. two will be wonderful together. Really, I do. I could <laughs> really see both of you working. And you know what? Be your right. You have to make sure Ken <laughs> behaves. I love Ken. I do. <laughs> He's like one of my favorite people. But we have kind of feed off of one another. I think that's why you'll be better for him. Than <laughs> Oh my God! Definitely. If it was me and you, Teresa, oh Lord! <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Oh, That's why God. I have my Saint Jerome. He balances me off. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, it would be like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and 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 it's funny because you have him to balance you. Sean's got the balance with Brian. I got the balance yeah. with her, but she's got a lot of work. She. <laughs> <laughs> Thing. Oh yeah. Poor thing. <laughs> That's okay. I love it. It's yeah, fun. Be fun. See, she's up for the challenge. She's open yeah, to it. Yeah. I think we 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 fun. we've actually actually you know we we've had a lot of fun doing uh the the mm -hmm. few podcasts that we have done so far. So yeah, it's going to be good. 
I think so too. I could tell. I, well, yeah, I like the end between lot of, the two of you. Yeah, you have you have good chemistry between the two, you're, and you're both likable and, and knowledgeable, and that'll be very good. And you're going to touch on subjects that a lot of people, you know, either because they're shy or they're, or, or they're uh, you know, embarrassed or whatever, they, they live it, but they don't want to, you know, they right. feel afraid to, to bring it out in the open. And you do a lot of service by providing a safe environment or something where people can see that, you know, they're not alone. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, a, a form of outreach to people so that people know that their belief systems should be respected, that their experiences should be respected, and that they're not, you know, not alone. There's a community out there, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Like I said, right now it's every other Saturday, but eventually that'll change too. And I, I want to, I want to start watching it too. And it's on a Saturday, which is good. I wasn't able to see the first one. I apologize. There was something else that came up and I couldn't, um, we couldn't see it, but that's okay. That's all right. There's, there's more to come. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can go back and watch past episodes on our Facebook page. They're on there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was going to ask, are you archiving them like what we're doing with our show so that people, in case they miss them, they can always go back and, uh, and have a look. Yeah, they're on Facebook. Um, we put them on Twitch. I don't know if you can archive on Twitch and then I'm working on putting them on YouTube. YouTube has a couple different permissions that you have to go through. So I'm still sorting all that out because I've never done any of this before. So it's a bit of process, but I'm going to put them on YouTube as well. And they're on, if you want to listen to the audio, you can look up the Wizards Table podcast on SoundCloud. Perfect. Perfect. Very good. Very good. No, I think that's excellent. So I just wanted to say if there's any other questions, otherwise I think we're going to wrap it up. So for yeah, everyone sure. to, to, to tune in tomorrow, that's your second episode. Mm -hmm. And at 6 PM, the wizard's table, I'm going to look forward to that myself at 6 PM and uh, tune in and see your guest. And I think all the different guests that you have upcoming, the topics and everything Excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah. I strongly recommend and I highly look forward to them. So um, unless there's any other questions or Jean-Jerome, do you have anything that you want to say? Any final comments or, or things? No, I'm saying to everybody for tuning in. It's been great to have uh, Ken back and to meet Mistress B. And uh, yes. I encourage everybody to tune into the Wizard's Table. And uh, because it's going to be a, a very exciting 2021, I'm sure for them, and they're going to be bringing some very interesting, fun, <laughs> fun, 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 but also informative. And they're yep. going to really, you know, touch on on subjects that are, you know, on people's minds. But uh, they, again, they may be too shy to to uh, you know speak uh -huh. about them publicly and all that. So, uh -huh. and. Um, I'm going to also put a special shout out. This has been our tradition since we began the show. Oh. To our little furry friends. Give me a sec. <laughs> this is mm -hmm. this is Beth's to uh, <laughs> Oh, look! Look at him. 
Oh, Beth, he does need to go on a diet. You're right. He is huge. Look at him. And there's his sister, Titi. I now understand. Religiously, when they hear that we're on, and and yeah, they they basically watch and they just hover around the computer, the laptop, to see what's on the show and to to keep an eye for anything strange that may happen to see if Teresa will climb up that wall or not. <laughs> <laughs> and bring her down, bring them down. <laughs> so Ken, all uh, right, it's, it's been a pleasure. Always. Thank you very much. Always. Thank you guys so much. I love both of y'all. For real, though. Not for fake. Right. For real. <laughs> I know. Right. For real, I love you, too. And now <laughs> I know I'm going to be falling in love with B as well. You will. Yeah. <laughs> Thank and, you and so much. I really she's good. Don't it. let her think that she ain't. Don't let her make you think that she ain't. Social anxiety or not, she's damn good. Go ahead, girl. Absolutely. I just wanted to thank you and say how excited I am to meet both of you and get to talk to you, especially in such a public forum as this. I'm extremely honored and appreciative. Aw. Thank you, thank you, Mr. V. Thank you very much. We're very happy to have you and Kendall on. And uh, I can Absolutely. see some great, great opportunities for us to. One of the things we wanted to do with a show uh, for 2021 on the Ancestral Eye side was to take on certain subject matters. So yeah. perhaps next time uh, we can actually take one area, one subject matter, uh, and really d do a yes. deep dive. Yeah. Um, also giving you uh, both of us some time to have you know other topics come on and so because twenty twenty was really getting to know the community. Mm -hmm. we, we had great guests like Ken, um, you know, a wide variety of guests from various uh, traditions uh, on different parts of the continents and everything else. And um, it gave us a really good, I think the users, uh, viewers, a very good cross-section of the belief systems and also all their in intersecting points and commonality. Mm -hmm. uh, for 2021, what we wanted to do is continue to bring new guests, but also to, to be able to deep dive and, and bring back our, our family, our mm -hmm. old guests yeah. as well, yeah. and, and you know, talk about new subjects, new projects, and, and particular subject matters that might be of good for debate or good for really having mm -hmm. those types of uh, mm -hmm. real talk, right? So, yeah, exactly. No, and, and that's something that we could do too. You know, pick a topic and and deep dive. You know, go down the rabbit yeah. hole, so yep. to speak. That rabbit hole, baby. <laughs> 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 and 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 what are the comments they what was that so they, they are, are on diets, diets. <laughs> <laughs> beth i you know when you said that he had gained weight your cat i had no idea i mean like holy hannah banana boy <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to go on about it but yeah <laughs> poor little guy but he's cute anyway um Great show. Uh, blessed night to everyone. Thank you so much, Ifa, Kimi, for sure. And to everybody who tuned in tonight, thank you for tuning in and Thanks giving us a chance to, yeah, and all the questions and uh, the interaction, the live interaction that we had. That's so wonderful to see. And, of course, Sean, 
great show. I have to go back and rewatch some of it because I was working. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's the wonderful thing about our shows is that they are archived. Uh, you know, I go back and look at the shows too, because there's something that I missed or I'll be thinking about a show. Cause I, I do that. I do my own little review of the show and everything. And I go, what was it that we were talking about and who said what? And I will go back to the shows too, right? And and they're also a good learning tool because I might have missed something, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah. um, he's Absolutely. a, <laughs> what was it the best saying? He's a chunk TD looks like a football. words. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Too cute. Too cute. And yes, thank you, yeah, yeah. Thank you for your for tuning in and all your questions and everything. Very stimulating, and uh, I hope we answered everybody's questions. And if not, um, you know, there's any one of us four that could, uh, you know, answer your questions on the topic, man. I look forward to your show. I really do. So tomorrow, tune in to the Wizards Table at six p.m. and have Ken and B talk to their guest. Okay, so I'm going to say good night and good night to Ken. Good night to B. It was a pleasure to meet you. And good night to my co-host. And am I missing anything? Is there anything else that we needed to talk about, John Jerome, or announce or anything like that? No, no? Uh, just stay tuned. I mean, it's been it's been a little bit of a, a hard start of the year because for Thank people like, watching now, we, we, we've been trying to get guests. There's been three guests I've been trying to get that are, live in West Africa. One lives in Benin, one lives in Ghana, and the other one lives in Nigeria. And unfortunately, in all three situations, there one scheduling and secondly, internet connections and technology challenges mm -hmm. have been mm -hmm. insurmountable in, in the times we were going to bring them on. So hopefully we can address those in the coming weeks. And uh, we should have some very interesting uh, exchanges uh, across the Atlantic. So, right. Well, and stay, stay also, tuned. And also, some of our guests that we've had previously to, like you said, to uh, expand on certain topics and everything. And also to try to bring back again, I want to bring back um, Danielle and, and Baba Nelson to finish up the topic about the um, that we had started and that you had started about the Johto and mm -hmm. talking about that. I would like to finish that. But again, that's a scheduling issue as well, you know, so we apologize. We've had uh, two no shows and through no fault of our own or, you know, things beyond our control. So Sometimes everything happens. happens. <laughs> Ken's right on. What happens has to happen. Everything yeah. happens for a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. So everybody, a big hug. Blessings to everybody. Stay safe. Remember yes. the pandemic, although their vaccinations are going on, people are still not out of the woods. So please wear mm -hmm. your mask. Keep yeah. that social distancing. Uh, stay mm -hmm. safe mm -hmm. and uh, have a blessed Bless night, a good weekend, and mm -hmm. uh, all the best, okay? All right. Okay. So good night, everybody. Good Ciao. night, everybody. Dovizenia. Absolutely good night. <laughs> Where's our exiting?